Attention, duelists! My hair is authorizing me to begin this podcast. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Olivia. Hi, I'm Olivia. Should I have a bit? You always, you have a bit for the intro, and I don't have a bit. Uh, I mean, you could say something like, My breasts are also podcasting. I hate that. Which I'm is not a, going a, to another say that. Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged one, which I did very poorly, because I could barely remember what My Valentine sounds like. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should watch some Yu-Gi-Oh! the abridged series and come back with <laughs> my favorite stupid, sh- bit, stupid gag. You should watch it with me, though. No. Just for fun. No. No. <laughs> no. That is, uh, that is, like, middle of the night, I can't sleep viewing. And I'm absolutely mm. desperate for brain juice. I'll watch the abridged series. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just have to watch it all by myself. Again. I haven't seen it in years. That's the thing. These things live in me. I am a conduit. Would you say that you're like a puppet being controlled by the strings that are Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series? Yes. Does that mean that little Karibo is a baron? I mean, probably. For such crimes. He's English, right? No, I don't think he is. Wait, is yeah, he? Yeah, he's English. Fuck. See, this is why I really need to rewatch the Abridged series. I don't remember <laughs> any of the lore. You gotta find the the lines where his accent peeks through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh, like real yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. This isn't that four kids shit. This is real Yu-Gi-Oh. This is hardcore Yu-Gi-Oh. Yuki gets punched in the face. Ah, real Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> okay, so we've been reading these Wikipedia summaries. I think instead we should just start doing a Just King thing five-sentence summary, because that's like the, the superior way to summarize a podcast media. Okay. Uh, we, that's what we did with Godzilla this morning. Yeah. And I think that um, because there's two episodes um, a week... You can do one, and I can do one. There we go. It's equality. Mm. But we do miss out on the really funny summaries, though. Mm. I honestly haven't found them that funny. Well, then. I'm sorry. I'm still reading them as teasers at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Um, I think that's a good bit. But as far as summarizing them... Uh, I'm going to do the puppet episode. You ready? Uh, do you want the title? Yes. Please give me the title of the puppet episode. Episode 8 is The Four Game Masters Finally Move Out. Okay. Seto Kaiba is nude and mad. (laughs) (laughs) Nude, parentheses, figuratively, (laughs) and mad, parentheses, literally. (laughs) He, in order to defeat Yugimoto, he calls on the first of his game masters, a English baron named... Fuck, fuck is this dude's name? Bartomey? It is... What's his name? 
Who knows? It's an old English, an old English bear, like an old English baron who is obsessed with dolls. The baron duels Yugi with a puppet slash doll of the school nurse who beats him at Duel Monsters. Kaiba insists that Yugi is actually good, and so he kidnaps him with the Baron to force him to play a second game in a spooky dollhouse that causes him to take psychic damage. What fucking sentence am I on? Five. Yugi turns Great in- question. Yugi turns into Yami Yugi and wins, destroying the Baron emotionally. And that's the that's the entire episode. And that's the end, yeah. So um so, so this This episode gets the concept of dolls and the concept of puppets confused. Like, yeah. Uh, I will note that his name is Baron Ridley Sheldon. Okay. Uh, I don't think Ridley is what the subtitles said. Uh, our subtitles but. said Sheldon with an, with an A. Yes. Yes. Sheldon. Uh, because it's a shell, like a puppet. We've got some real, like, TV Nihon subs <clears throat> for some real vintage shit. Um, the opening scene with the tea party is the most I would I have so far the most I have been. Oh right, this is a VHS. We're watching a VHS rip of this show, uh, and it really shows when there's a lot of background characters because it's just the resolution is so fuzzy. Uh, I meant more in the way that the subs have Kaiba saying "game shiteno," <laughs> <laughs> like con- like constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And also saying lines like, I will put you on your knees with loss. <laughs> I literally just flipped to that image by accident, and he's gr- like clenching his fist, saying, I will drive you to your knees with loss. And then he says that like three other times in this episode. Fuck, we really could have shit posted with that one. <laughs> like, get a really bad <laughs> loss meme. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Because, okay, because, like, this guy's thing is that he has a bunch of dolls, right? But then he also can control a puppet really intricately so that Yugi believes it to be a human woman? I have a solution to this, and you're not going to like it. Okay. She's a real doll. Okay, but that doesn't change my point. Which That's is- a doll, not a puppet. So, but she is a puppet, Nora. There are like strings on her limbs. She's being puppeted. Yes, by the guy. Yes. Um, and that's and then later on, his monsters are puppet types or doll types. Doll but, types, yeah. But then they have like strings on them as well. It's just. Do they? I didn't see that. Dolls and puppets are not the same thing. This is something that the episode just doesn't understand. There's a lot of stuff this episode doesn't understand. Um, this isn't a game. <laughs> I mean, they're, uh, pl- they're just playing dual monsters again. But the thing is, is that like, if 
cards had these effects when they were in these contexts, everyone would know the effects. <laughs> and it would be common knowledge. Oh, he's going to put the mammoth on the graveyard square because that's good for the mammoth. Yes. Several times in this episode, uh, one of the duo monsters players, like, goes like, aha, you didn't think about this, and then just pulls, like, an out-of-nowhere card interaction out of their ass. In a way that, like, does happen in, like, Yu-Gi- in, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Dual Monsters Yu-Gi-Oh! But, like, Mm -hmm. at least there is some kind of structure to how that game works. And so, there are like three extra rules in that version yeah. that we always follow. Or that like, you know, the giant soldier or that like a guy will play a card that has more effects than it does in the card game. But like fundamentally, you know, Mako plays the sea card which makes all of his fish monsters stronger and also happens to flood the board, but like it makes the fish monsters stronger. But the dual monsters cards <laughs> don't have any like real world effects or text now right now so like every single interaction they have just feels like bullshit it feels like every card interaction is a if x then y prompt written in like a pre-written D adventure where it's like if the players cast this spell he will react with this type of action mm-hmm. or like the part where he's like, oh, my death wolf can't defeat your neon knight and your king beetle, but except if I play shadow man, which turns the field to knight, and then they can win. Then he's strong. Then he's strong in the darkness. He, death wolf is strong in the darkness. <laughs> death wolf is strong in the darkness. I'm always saying this. <laughs> <laughs> what is the full name of this card? Because the full name of this card was really funny. Um, wolf Monster Death Wolf. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's why a lot of this episode is just like unsatisfactory. Because it's like a bad Dual Monsters episode. And we'll have plenty of those later. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, like, clincher is when Yugi is like, oh, because we're playing in this doll house, uh, mansion of dolls, or whatever the hell, all of his cards are not actually the type that they are on the card. They're doll types, so I can make my wolf howl really loud to destroy all the dolls? It's, like, stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Because dolls are made of porcelain and they take, they have vulnerability to sonic damage just doesn't make any sense. You shatter things with sound, like glass. And porcelain is kind of like... Uh... Glass. No. No. <laughs> porcelain is kind of like... So glass is kind of like boneless porcelain. Okay, so... That's what I'm getting at. So Yugi defeats him with that interaction that doesn't make sense, <laughs> no matter how many times Nora tries to explain it to me. And then the English guy just walks into the rain, and he's like, guess I lost this one. And Kaiba's like, ugh, guess I lost this one. I'm gonna have to turn to my next glowing gargoyle statue 
to summon a guy out of thin air. <sighs> yeah, and he's like, also Ridley is like, ah, I'm an Englishman and I forgot my umbrella. Ho ho ho. Because get it, because it rains in England. Uh, this oh. this is where we also get the famous shot of green-haired Kaiba in the rain from the abridged series. Mm-hmm. Formerly the uh, formerly our avatar on Twitter. Yeah. Um, can I do a wiki uh, check real quick? Um, the wiki page for this episode has the duel listed by turn. Why? What's the point? Both of them. Yu-Gi-Moto versus Nurse Puppet. Both players start with 2,000 life points. Yugi's turn. Yugi summons Rock Gun 100-50 in the Wasteland, increasing its attack by 50%. (coughs) Nurse Puppet's turn. Nurse Puppet summons Ghost 150-50. It attacks Rock Gun, destroying both. Yugi's turn. Yugi's turn is not shown. Okay. And it just keeps going. Alright. Sure. I guess that's something you could do for some reason. Uh <clears throat> Yeah. Uh I wonder if they have this for every duel in the main show as well. Hmm. So if we ever have any questions about what the fuck just happened. Wiki's got us. Can we okay, can we talk a little bit more about the nurse puppet? This whole thing Yeah, did you have Anything to say about the nurse puppet? This whole thing is just surreal and bizarre, uh-huh. and I don't, I don't understand why he needed to create a booby lady puppet and pretend to be and like puppet it so well that Yugi believes it to be a woman and then duel him. Like, you're... and also like, kinda has a crush on and like flirt with him. She's really yeah. flirty, and that's just fucking weird is it i don't know here's my question was Mm -hmm. was the nurse puppet a puppet of the actual school nurse Hmm. because yugi doesn't think it's weird that she's like there and wants to play a card game with him so is it a puppet of the real school nurse who is a real woman that exists what did Seto Kaiba going... do? What did Seto Kaiba do with the school nurse? Because Kaiba's hiding in that room. Did Seto Kaiba have her assassinated? Kaiba was just hiding in that room and then slides in the frame, going hey, 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 after he leaves. <laughs> did Kaiba have that, have that woman fucking assassinated? <laughs> I just saw the frame where Kaiba literally just tweens out from behind the curtain. Do you think that Kaiba hired his his big bodyguard guys to burst into the nurse's office and point their fingers at the nurse until she left so that they could put the doll there? Yes. Kaiba's just on some shit this episode. There's also the part where he <laughs> disguises himself as an arcade employee to kidnap Yugi. <laughs> uh Yugi goes to the arcade to play the new video game, and the arcade employee says, Oh, you're the first one to ask about it, right? This way, and leads him to the back room. And then they go out the back door, and Yugi's like, Wait, this is the back door. And then he's like, Yeah, and shoves him into a car, and they drive off. Kaiba, Kaiba's, 
he's not good <coughs> enough to beat Yugi at uh, Duel Monsters, but he does have a lot of money for costumes. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, it, hmm. I also like how he is standing right next to Sheldon throughout this entire duel and just yelling at either Sheldon to keep playing the game or Yugi to give up playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's just standing there. <clears throat> He's, I guess, trying to fill the role of, like, a referee, because he's like, the Baron will take the first turn. Begin. Yeah, I mean, he's, just, like, he's just there to watch Yugi get, get his ass kicked, but Yugi doesn't really react to him at all, so he kind of just feels like the sicko's guy. Yeah, he's the sicko's guy. It's, like, weird, because... That's kind of... It's, like, weird because you think Yugi would react to, like, would react a lot more to, like, Kaiba kidnapping him and making him play dual monsters. Um, but then he doesn't, and he beats the guy and just leaves. I don't know. Middling episode. Yeah, the next one is the one that's gonna have lots of good, uh, images that we've been posting. <laughs> Do you want to get to it? Yeah. All right, give give us your five second summary of the yo yo episode. Not five seconds, five sentences. Jonochi <clears throat> um, apparently begins skipping school and hanging out with bullies, uh, causing his friends to worry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> After they investigate, they discover that he is actually doing it to protect them from his old bully crew that he used to hang out with in middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they start messing with his friends anyway because Yugi kept pestering them, Jonochi finally reveals his... Uh, his loyalty and begins to fight uh, against the bullies with yo-yos which has become their main gimmick in this gang. I I love how it took you sentence three to get to the fact that they're yo-yo gangsters. (laughs) Meanwhile Yami Yugi owns four dudes at once on the roof uh, using what may or may not actually be a shadow game. <laughs> he does just kind of fuck um, with these guys. Just normal. <laughs> Sentence five. They win and go back to being good friends. Yeah. Uh, end of episode. Friendship was real in the end. It was. It's written on their hands. Uh, not in this show, it isn't. <laughs> so uh, this by the way is episode 9 uh which is called uh, explosion ultimate yo-yo technique and the header image on the Yu-Gi-Oh wiki page is a picture of Yugi getting punched the fuck out by the Joker. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's great place to start. Let's talk about the designs of the yo-yo gangsters. <laughs> Okay, so we have Dalinar Kalin, we have the Joker. Uh, There is a big... Okay, there's a dude who has a yellow undercut with a red mohawk combined. 
There is a guy, there is a huge guy who has, who has purple hair. Um, the main guy has like a blue undercut with a, uh, with like a, a darker blue ponytail. And then there's, there's a guy who is just the Joker. He does just have like incredibly pale skin with like the, the like Joker makeup and he's wearing like a bright green beret. Uh, he's wearing a beanie. Right. I meant to say beanie. I said beret instead. I don't know. <laughs> and then there's just a um, guy who is just like a normal Japanese punk type. No no weird embellishments. Uh, I guess he's wearing a yellow shirt underneath his school uniform. That's a little weird, but otherwise he's just like a normal punk. I can't get over this 45-year-old high schooler. <laughs> I just... The image, they they look like they come from a fundamentally different show than anyone else in, in this show. Yeah. Like, Yugi has crazy hair, okay, but he's the protagonist. Everyone else's designs are, like, pretty sedate. And just, like, the image of Jonochi hanging out with these guys is surreal to look at. Because, like, I've got a frame right here that's Joker in the middle... And then Pompadour on the left and spiky hair on the right. And he just looks like he came out of a different show, right? Yeah, he kind of looks like somebody drew a Hey Arnold character in the style of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Lord. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just don't know where these guys came from. I feel... This actually made me think about how, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a show that's known for its, like, nuts character designs. But aside from Yu-Gi-Oh!, mm-hmm. we don't really have that. Like, mm. barring Seto Kaiba's green hair, everyone is pretty normal <laughs> in this show, except for the protagonist. But I feel like your protagonist gets to be the weird-looking one. This will change in the future. We'll have a quite the colorful cast of characters. But even like the Baron wasn't that he's he's outlandish. He's just an old man. Like Yeah. The weirdest thing about him is um the weirdest thing about him is honestly just the doll that he carries around. <laughs> it looks like the one with the caption that says You me dad God. Okay. Um Let's talk about how this episode is, is like, it's another one, it feels like another one of these ones that's like, great manga chapter, kind of padded out anime episode. Mm, Yeah. Except that it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have also the, in the first episode we talked about today, there was like, a extended bit of puns. Oh yeah. The the Jonochi and Honda go back and forth with, which is like, oh, that's like a panel, and here it's like that's almost a minute. <laughs> I think it goes on for so long that uh, that like I think there's a further joke about how long this bit is going on for. <laughs> and the um, and the bit is basically just like uh, Honda saying, "I'm a member of the Beautification Club." And Jonochi, like, mishearing it, and then he's in a funny costume of the thing he misheard it as. 
just like okay yes i i used it for the tweet but it's not like a, a laugh riot really <laughs> uh orange head orange head this this episode just has like three different scenes where they walk in front of joey and they go like joey don't be a delinquent and then joey's like fuck you or the delinquents are like fuck you he's gonna be a delinquent He's gonna do it. I don't know. It's like there's good there's good moments, you know? I don't know. I like um I like the part where they like hang Yugi <laughs> fucking from like a warehouse ceiling and just are kicking him, but the animation looks very funny. It it does look really funny. You just get this like aerial aerial view of these dudes punching Yugi. <laughs> uh, but it's, but they're is... doing the, they're doing that <clears throat> thing where their uh, where their torsos don't move but the arms move. <laughs> so it just looks com- it just looks very comedy. I love to animate. Uh, um. What else happened? With, oh, we have like the callback because at the beginning, Jonochi is doing walk the dog with his new yo-yo, uh-huh. and everyone's like, "That old trick." And then, how does Jonochi beat the main bully at the end of the episode? Well, he's hanging onto the roof by one hand, and he walks the dog right into his knuckle. Yo-yos are deeply powerful in the Yu-Gi-Oh verse. <laughs> that one guy's has blades on it. <laughs> the main guy. As a blade yo-yo. I guess it spikes, but it keeps cutting things. It it does. It only exists to cut things. Um, in fact, most of what Jonochi does in this episode is be like, man, don't use the blade yo-yo. I got you. <laughs> um, shout out to... J- <laughs> on, on Yugi's Euro. <laughs> yeah, I shitposted while recording the podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, so did I. Scroll down. <laughs> Oh, I missed it. You me, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) God bless. Okay. So, anyway, shout out to Jonochi's yo-yo, which just says Fireboy on it. In English. (laughs) He says all of his... That's Jonochi. He says all of his tricks in English, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Including the fake trick that he makes up, um, which is used for an upskirt joke at the end. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, what else is there to talk about? Oh, also at the end of the... I'm sorry to keep switching to the other episode. We didn't even uh, like the other mention... episodes. No, but I was going to talk about the kiss gag. Kiss gag. Oh, yeah. At the Where end. at the end of the episode, Mio is like, if, uh, if I win, I'll give you a kiss. And then all the boys start fighting over who gets to play. And then... Uh, Anzu throws cards in Yugi's face, and they're like, "Ah, oh, Yugi can't beat Anzu." Uh, An- Anzu, it's like, what? Huh? Both of these episodes have like really obvious, like horny gag bits at the end. Because then, like mm-hmm. in the end of this one, Joey does his like his his new trick where he just spins the yo-yo around, and it somehow creates like an updraft to to blow up the girl's skirts. It's it's weird. <laughs> Yeah, the sexual energy of Yu-Gi-Oh is 
irrepressible and keeps growing every week. And it's weird, though. Like, this feels like we already had the pet play episode. This feels so basic. Like, oh, the boys want to, <laughs> the boys want to kiss the pretty girl, and Joey does an upskirt by accident. Ha ha! It's like we just we just finished the pet but play this is, episode. But this is also the like flirty teacher episode, right? Like this week, we also watched the one where the the booby lady nurse calls him into the nurse's office and like touches his hand. She starts the conversation with, I've heard you're really strong. Uh, that one didn't really register to me because I was expecting a lot more doll horny in that episode that just never happened. It never happened. It's not that, not that kind of doll. No. Weirdly enough, right? Because we, again, I can't stress enough that we just finished the pet play episode. Maybe that kind of doll is not as, like, is not a broadly thought up concept googling how popular is doll kink in japan (laughs) oh what did you find did you find doll kink (laughs) i didn't google it oh i thought you were gonna google it no fine i'll do it (laughs) i mean you're not google is not gonna tell you you're right doll kink is not very popular in japan uh, uh, well. Did you find doll kink, Nora? <laughs> I found a kink. But not the kink we were looking for. So. These aren't the kinks you're looking for. <laughs> this little kink's not worth your effort. Let me get you a drink. Okay. Let's, let's get back to Yu-Gi-Oh! Um... You were right in the summary in that there is no shadow game. Yugi just, like, styles on some dudes by running around on a roof and dodging yo-yo attacks. Um, But <clears throat> he's like, this roof looks pretty decrepit. It's easy to put holes in it with yo-yos. <laughs> That's a pretty decrepit roof, bro. I don't think it could support, like, human weight. But then again, um, yo-yos in Yu-Gi-Oh are like just something else. Um, there, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a plus one uh, melee weapon with reach. Okay, I've been thinking about this ever since I watched the episode. When you mm-hmm. when you bonk a yo-yo into the ground, it stops working. That's why walk. Uh, that's why walk the dog is a trick because you can get the yo-yo to touch the ground and not just like kill all of its momentum. So why is Yugi able to dribble it like a basketball? The you know the the ancient Egyptian powers of the Millennium Puzzle are yet unknown. <laughs> that's its one very specific ability. <laughs> Perfect yo-yo manipulation. Uh, Can reveal the true heart of anyone who plays a game with you, and also perfect yo-yo manipulation. Uh, yeah, there's... Okay, there's just one last thing that I want to hit from this episode. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, hit it. That is, like, Jonochi's dad? Right. They really kind of breeze past that. They one. incredibly breeze past that. It's really dark. Like... Yeah. When he doesn't show up for school, they go to his house and like 
the the door is unlocked, so Miho like opens it and decides to go in, and then like Joey's dad from uh, fuck, I've done it again, fuck. <laughs> but who? Uh, Jonochi's dad like throws a beer bottle, thinking that it's Joey, and like kind of like mumbles something, and then Honda's just like, "Well, let's get out of here." And then Honda's like, "Yeah, anyway, his dad's like that, and has been like that for as long as I can remember." Um, that's why no- jo- used to be worse in middle school. No, that was Joey who used. Fuck, <laughs> that was that was Jonochi <laughs> who used to be worse in middle school. He was like, it was the same conversation. That's why yeah. I'm, I got he was like more of a delinquent. But yeah, he Honda's just like, yeah, that's why jo- Jonochi never invites anybody to his house. And then they literally just move mm-hmm. on from like Joey's dad is like an abusive alcoholic. Yeah, they're just like anyway, yo-yo fight with the Joker. <laughs> anyway, let's. It's this show has a strange tone <clears throat> a lot of the time. Yeah. I feel like Duel Monsters it's, is at least going to hit a more, like, even tone, you know? Like, yeah. he's gonna, Joey will have family tragedy, but his family tragedy will be like, my sister has anime disease that makes her blind, and I need to win all the prize money so that I can have, like, a, a magic surgery to make her eyes better, you know? I I could be wrong, but I feel like... Either there are no parents in Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, or only Kaiba's father. Uh, I would say so. I can't... There's Yugi's grandpa, but he's not a parent, you know? Yeah. And all these high schoolers do just skip, like, a month of school to go to fucking (laughs) Duelist. To go to an island! To go to fucking Magic the Gathering (laughs) Firefest. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck that is what it is. Oh my god. <sighs> Alright, I'm not doing any I'm not doing any funnier than that. <laughs> uh shall we consult our um incoming messages? Yeah, I just wanna I just wanna like more explicitly wrap up the Joey's dad thing. It's just like a weirdly dark place for the show to go and then immediately like back away from mm-hmm. like joey's parents could have just been not pictured like they could have just gone there and been like oh nobody's there it's weird the show has like a it feels rough in a lot of ways and i think like tonally it is also is one of the ways in which it feels rough <clears throat> plotting pacing and tone are often just like really <laughs> first draft i can i can see yeah. why they rebooted it basically yeah, and I wonder, like, what was the catalyst that crystallized it into Duel Monsters and, like, not into, like, a more, like, what, the answer is probably they could sell a lot of cards, mm-hmm. but, like, this could have taken a turn to go even darker. Mm-hmm. And, like, been known as a weird, like, obscure anime about games and about, like, vices and all sorts of stuff. But instead, they... <clears throat> it's, it, it's like, at some point they had to decide, like, okay, is this a kid's show or not? And, like, instead of wavering, they finally landed on one side of the question. Mm-hmm. 
Um, which uh, is what gave us um, Bandit Keith. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in seeing how this show ends and whether it comes to, like, a conclusive ending or if it just feels like we hit an episode and then they don't make it anymore. And they make the movie to, like, kind of wrap it up, you know? Right, there's a movie. I forgot about the movie. And the movie is all about dual monsters, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm interested in, I don't know, maybe a bad... Th- way to be on episode 9 of like a 27 episode show but I'm interested in seeing how this ends but I I can't I mean we're a third of the way through right yeah I just I don't know I right now I'm not thrilled about the possibility of like a bunch of other episodes I don't know the thing about it is that we know that it keeps going Mm -hmm. and we know that it becomes as unstoppable like cultural juggernaut for like a year and a half (laughs) um and so it's so interesting to know that like this thing that we're looking at is really weird and a little bit busted but it's going to make a lot of money and be very popular somehow Mm -hmm. and so it i think you know i don't think it it is that much of an indictment on the quality of the show to wonder like how does this become that Mm -hmm. Yeah, are we going to... I wonder, are we going to see it become more and more about dual monsters? Like, are all of these... Are all of these Game Master episodes going to be about them playing dual monsters? And we're going to see that become, like, more and more what's happening in this show? Or is it just... If I had to... Or is it just going to be, like, show ends, now we're dual monsters all the time? If I had to guess, I would say, yes, the dual monster stuff will become more prevalent... But more prevalent than that is going to be Egypt stuff that will be sort of redone more extensively in the next show. Because mm. um, I feel like just from having glanced down the page and seen a few names in the past, I feel like they're going to hit some of the notes in this show that eventually do happen in Dual Monsters hmm. concerning like Millennium Items. Okay. That's interesting, I guess. But also, there will probably still be one, like, you know, there's the the, the standalones and the complexes, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to get more yo-yo episodes. Uh, I wouldn't mind another yo-yo episode specifically. Let's go more in depth on the <laughs> yo-yo tricks. I love the way I love the way the subs call um, all of Joey's. Or er, fuck. <laughs> the way they call all it's like specifically Jonochi that I keep screwing this up um the way they call all of Jonochi's uh yo-yo tricks texts is very funny yeah yeah yeah, yeah. want to see my yo-yo text you I figured out how to wall bounce <laughs> hey you you want me to save the animals or not <laughs> Hey, you, I'm gonna damage boost this one. Check it out. And then he just dies. All right. Looks like we got time for some uh, donations. Uh, God, I wish I could draw so I could just do, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! crew at a- a- um, AGDQ. <laughs> like, uh, Nanchi doing the, the fucking speed run with, like, Trist- like Tristan, Yugi... <laughs> Uh, Miho and Anzu, like, all squeezed on the couch. It's clearly slightly too small for them. 
Whose lap is Yugi in? <laughs> is it Ansu's? I think, God, I'm not going that far, but I think he's like really squished. I think because he's the smallest one, he's really squished between um, Honda and Anzu. Like he's cl- <laughs> he's clearly uncomfortable until he transforms. <laughs> then he becomes more uncomfortable. Yeah. No, because when he transforms, he just sort of leans back and puts his arms on the back of the couch to try and, like, take up less space and also look relaxed. Uh, God. Okay. Let's let's look at some Twitter questions. Alright. They're not really questions. We've just kind of been sent two cards. (laughs) (laughs) Joao says, look at Pyramid Turtle. This is a gi- is this a giant turtle with a pyramid on top or a normal sized turtle with a small pyramid on top? Huh. I'm gonna say normal turtle, small pyramid because that's funnier to me. Hmm. I think you're right because it's a level four monster. Mm-hmm. If it was like a level eight monster, we'd be like, yeah, it's a big turtle. Yeah, like this next one that we're looking at is a level eight. It's a big guy. Yeah, pyramid turtle. By this the way, comes... is just like it's like you play it when it goes to the graveyard after losing a battle. You can special summon uh, a zombie monster uh, to what is it from your deck and special summon it in face up defense position. That's that's interesting, sort of. Depends on the order of attacks that your opponent does. I feel like they can mm. kind of just beat up your zombie monster for free if they order their attacks right. Because you have to special summon it in defense position. So, uh, No. Face-up attack or defense position. Oh, okay. I'll just make it a good card then if you have a zombie deck. As long as the, they have 2,000 defense or less. Mm-hmm. But... Seems neat. I mean, the, the other then you just get a big attacker with low defense and summon it in attack position. Yeah, easy. Anyway, <clears throat> the other one comes from Turtle Ant. Yeah, it's her favorite cards a while back, and this one's my favorite: Blue Eyes Chaos Max Dragon. <laughs> uh, the All Caps Max is very good. Blue Eyes Chaos Max Dragon. This dude's got zero 4, defense. 4,000 attacks, zero, zero defense. Zero defense. You can ritual. Let's go. You can ritual summon this card with chaos form. It must be ritual summoned. Your card, your opponent cannot target this card with card effects. Also, it cannot be destroyed by your opponent's card effects. If this card, uh, if this card attacks a defense position monster, inflict a double piercing battle damage. <laughs> what does that mean? Ah... Uh, <coughs> I think I think you deal the you subtract the monster's defense from from uh, this card's attack and then double that and deal it as life point damage. Damn. Yu-Gi-Oh Chaos Form card. Let's see what Chaos Form is cuz it's the only way to summon this dude. Chaos I want to kill Chaos. This card can be used to ritual summon any Chaos or Black Luster Soldier ritual monster. You must also tribute monsters from your hand and or banish Blue Eyes White Dragon or Dark Magician from your graveyard whose levels 
exactly whose total levels exactly equal the level of chaos or blackluster soldier ritual monster you summon. Okay. It's like standard Yu-Gi-Oh ritual summoning, but you can't you can only use it for chaos monsters. Seems a little limited. Hmm. I've just If you want to kill chaos, if you're out there thinking, man, I wish there was an RPG where I could kill chaos, uh you should try Ancient Domains of Mystery. I didn't even see that trailer, honestly. I've just been looking at all the chaos posting and nodding my head. Do you want to watch it? Um Sure, after this episode. Okay. Now now Nora. If the people wanted to find your chaos posting on the internet, say on Twitter.com, where would they go? Twitter.com slash NeitherNora. Okay. Now, what if they wanted to find our podcast? Oh, they're listening to it right now. All right, fuck me then, I guess. I guess we're just not going (laughs) to do the plugs. Twitter.com. I guess we're just not going to do the plugs. I'm plugging right now. Hey, I'm plugging here. Uh, We're getting plugged right now. What more do you want? uh, Attack Position is the at for the podcast account. You can find all of our very good Yu-Gi-Oh posts. Um, Including Fuck You on Yu-Gi's Your O. Nobody liked that, but I think it's really funny. One person liked it. Who was it? Uh, I thought you were going to say it was uh, you, so you could have a fun. No, it wasn't me. It was Valletta. Hmm? Thank you, Valletta, for being the only person to like this post. Thank you. So far. Thank you, personally. From the podcast to you. Your Shonen Jump tweet got some numbers on it. That one was fun. Though It was real like TV Nihon subs. Mia just exclaiming, <laughs> "Lovely, the friendship between men." That's also an that's also an episode title for this show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Greg Greeb. Nora, get us some fucking episode previews. Well, I'm happy you asked. Uh, some. There's <clears throat> really more of episodes we'll be watching. Ne- wow. Okay. Next week, we will be talking about The Pressing Beautiful Teacher, The Secret Mask. Uh, Anzu clashes with the beautiful but strict Miss Chono and organizes a petition to change the school rules. We'll also be watching The Rumored Capmon, It's a New Arrival. A college student named Warashibe is obsessed with capsule monsters oh, f- and Miho. Oh, fuck. Oh, in, in, in multiple <laughs> senses, do I hear that submarine go, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, all right, well, we'll see how bad that is in our standard two oh, weeks. Uh, well, guess what? This is not a part one, so... Okay. Anyway, what what do we say to um? Get off my deck. Hey, you want to see a yo-yo tech?